Another episode of King of Lifts here. Uh, before we get into it, and today we got Megan Scanlon, IPF world record holder. She broke three world records in Sweden this year um, and came home with a silver. Canada's Maria T uh, snagging the gold with a huge Hail Mary pass on the very last deadlift. And Megan Scanlon decided, you know what? I'm going to move up a weight class. And um, we're going to do battle in the 63s. And she has a showdown coming with Sam Calhoun and Jen Milliken. Jen Milliken being obviously the 2017 and 18 world champion and the 2017 best lifter award winner from the Belarus World Championships. And uh, Sam Calhoun also coming back from Sweden with a silver medal also wants to right that wrong and wants another go at the next World Championships. But there can only be one. So Megan's got herself quite the battle on her hands in the 63 kilo class. Probably the best stacked division in terms of who's going to win. Flip a coin. Who do you think's going to take it? I think the women's 63 kilo class is probably the one that you want to watch. Literally, either one of those three could take it. Um, and I'm sure there's going to be some drama as we go along watching this. There's always going to be some big Hail Mary passes at the end. You know Sam Calhoun's going to load the bar for the win regardless. So it won't be over until the very last deadlift is loaded. But before we get into it and get Megan on here, got to give a shout out to FusionMuscle.com. FusionMuscle.com's got all your supplements from multivitamins to pre-workout, creatine, protein, whatever you want, they got and you can get 25% off your purchases using promo code KOTL25. They will deliver right to your door. FusionMuscle.com. KOTL25 for 25% off all of your purchases. And with no further ado, let's get Megan Scalin on the phone. I did that wrong. Hold on. <laughs> Did I just turn it on? Yay! Bam! There, there she is. There she is. Sorry. I, I wanted to stay in the dark, you know? <laughs> Make it mysterious. <laughs> so how I is... never know what I'm doing over here. This technology thing, you know? I know. It's, you know what? Most people come on here like, I haven't used Skype in forever. Probably since the last time I talked I to you. Nobody uses Skype no more. Yeah. No, not a big Skype, not a big Skype person, you know, usually yeah. on my iPhone. Yeah. I don't carry the desktop around with me, typically yeah. speaking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fair, that's fair. How are you feeling um, coming into these nationals? I was just telling somebody, uh, like when you go, when you have to cut and you yeah. cut, it was a hard cut to 57. This is a whole yeah, nother, this is a whole nother deal <laughs> now, isn't it? Yeah, it's kind of weird. Uh, the weird part is like, it's kind of weird eating right now. <laughs> Because it feels, it feels like it's wrong, or is it like, oh no, I shouldn't be doing this? Yeah, because it feels like, like, oh wait, I'm so close to a meet, maybe I shouldn't. And then I was like, wait a minute, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't have to cut weight, you know. Um, so that's definitely a game changer. Never mind, obviously, meat day, it's a game changer, like yeah. cutting water. Um, 
was how, how, how so let's yeah let's back it up we'll back it up because because <laughs> um, the last time we talked it was before worlds and um uh-huh. seeing you at worlds like you you look almost damn near stage ready um you were shredded and you you could you you were damn and, and i'm sure it was a a crazy cut um because you're a big for for 57 kilo you had a lot of muscle on you and, um, I'm a big, I'm a big girl for 57. <laughs> you, yeah, you feel that 57. So what was, yeah. what was that like? Because prep was very good, but but yeah, the, the, the travel, great. the travel was going to be difficult, and traveling and cutting at the same time is a whole nother animal, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, I you know I've said it before, but when I went to 57 the first time, was after I hurt myself, I didn't have as much muscle, you know, so it was definitely easier to get down there the first couple times. Um, the traveling thing, I knew it was going to change things. I didn't realize how much, um, just in terms of like acclimating to a different time zone. I mean, I've never traveled outside of the country, like since high school, I went to Italy, like on a high school trip, you know? So it, that was, um, different for me. And I definitely underestimated my, my (laughs) thoughts behind it. Um, but I definitely learned a lot. That's for sure. Here's the thing with that. Like, I, I'm glad people talk about it. And when people talk about it after the fact, pe- some people are like, oh, like you, you feel sheepish because you, you don't want to sound like you're making an excuse. But I don't like when people don't talk about it because it minimizes yeah. for anyone listening. And and they think like you want, you got to be tough and be like, if you, you know, it's not a big deal. It's all in your head. It's not, man. You're, the day is shifted on you. Right. It, it'll, yeah. Oh, absolutely. The tough part, to be honest, like the mentally tough part is cutting the water rate. Like, let's be yeah. honest, that's the same, no matter what, like that's always tough. Yeah. But it was like that added part. And like, I don't know, it just like threw me for a loop that I didn't expect. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. If I was still cutting to 57, would I change a couple things going forward? For sure. You know, but it was kind of funny, like right afterwards, kind of recapping it with Max. Like, what would you do differently? I was like, this, 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 but I'm not doing it. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, so don't worry. tell your other tell your other clients if you like, but it's not for me, right? Yeah. yeah, at least like not right now. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, there was definitely a reason and a purpose behind me doing it, and I needed to kind of do it for myself, like mentally, physically that year to rebuild. But when I'm healthy, I feel much better as a sixty-three. Yeah, and here's the thing, you. Even, even as such, and you could tell, like, you you were full-on shredded, stage-ready, shredded. And actually, I want to hear a bit about the cutting, what you had to do to cut. But even having said that, like, I remember commentating that session in world record squat. Um, was it a world record bench as well? World record bench. Yeah. Like, you were just – I remember going into deads thinking – like, I was like, this is – you are the strongest 57 kilo we'd ever seen. And if I'm not mistaken – was your total world record? It was. Yeah, you had a world record total. The only person who could beat you on that day was the best 57 kilo we'd ever seen as well. You were both the two best 57 kilo lifters we'd ever seen in history. Like that day, however you felt, it took the greatest of all time to, to, to just nudge past you by half a kilo. So, I mean, it's one of those bittersweet. You were the best we'd ever seen. And it oh, still absolutely. was like, it was, it was like that part of it's like, that's why you compete, right? Like yeah. to have a day like that where it's a that's competition, that's why that's why they exist. Yeah. 
yeah. you know? And so to know that I did what I could do on that day, like, yes, was I like, did I wish I win? Of course, that's why you go, right? Yeah. Yeah. But like, was I proud of what I did on that day? For sure. You know, like, I think that's absolutely the best role I could have put up that day. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was so. the show you guys put up, you never know walking into these what's going to happen. Sometimes a battle turns into a hunt. You know, somebody mm-hmm. misses a couple and all of a sudden they're playing catch up the rest of the day and it's like, good luck. And sometimes certain battles can be not quite as heavily hyped as they should have been. And as they unfold, you're like, holy smokes, we're watching something historic go down. And that's what happened. You guys, it was hyped, but I don't think enough to what we saw. And I could tell when you when you started the squats and finished off at um, 178 in a world record squat. Actually, your second attempt was a world record, and you had missed uh, your opener. <laughs> and, and it was it was like boom from the beginning. I'm gonna leave that part out. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> it was it was it was the thing is though in terms of like like I'm sure that was nerve wracking. I, I wanna I want I'll let you tell it in a second, but viewing as as like a commentator, I had like the best seat in the house. And um, starting off with a world record and then like missing the, the, the opener, but then hitting a world record in your second, breaking that in your third. And then like, like the drama started off early and never, the foot never went off the gas, even in yeah. the bench press, where sometimes the bench press isn't the most exciting event. Oh, another world record. And then going into the deadlifts, the Hail Mary pass that Maria had to do, which was a Hail Mary pass. I mean, she had missed her second dead. Like, you girls put on a show. It was a classic. You know, it was a full-on yeah. classic. And if it, and it wasn't um, – sometimes it's a classic because somebody stumbles and, and leaves the door open. You guys both had the biggest totals we'd ever seen. No other mm-hmm. woman in 57-kilo history could have caught up with you guys. You guys did were within half a kilo of each other and in totally uncharted territory. So watching it was like, I remember thinking like, holy shit, I got to go back and get a picture with both of you. And I knew both of you guys would be like, look at, like you said, you want to win, but you knew like that we were involved in something special. You know, that, that was. Yeah, I think it's funny too, because I think probably a lot of people knew we'd be close, but both of us have been 63s. Both of us have been 57s. Yeah. It's kind of like, you're unsure of what's going to happen. Like, is she cutting? Is she not cutting? Like so many different factors. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I knew it was going to be close. I didn't know it would be that close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. And, and when you were cutting, so let's talk about this cutting a little bit. Well, um, I don't, I don't know if you want to get into the procedure because some people like to keep that, those cards close to the chest. Cutting is one of those for me. It's one of those arts where some people cut, some people don't cut. Right. And if you can like there's a reason why there's weight classes. So when you're bigger in your competition, like mass moves mass. So, um, if some people who have had a bad cut experience will totally shy away from the idea, never like, I, I'm not touching that. So if you got a good cutting protocol, it's like, you're a wizard. It's like, you're, you're that ninja that everybody's like, who knows, right? She could be half or he or she could be half a weight class above everyone else. So without getting in too much of your cutting protocol, cause your coach might be like, Hey, don't let it all out the bag. It obviously worked cause you, you had an amazing uh, day, but how, how tough was that? When you were in Sweden, did, was, was this the tough, was this like one of those stories you hear where you're like, holy shit. Honestly, the cutting part, oh my God, I, I wish I could show you this. I literally have like a gaggle of turkeys out my window. What? I thought it was a bear at first. I was like, what's happening? They're huge. Why anyway, do you have sorry. turkeys? Really you- distracted. <laughs> huge shirts right out my window here. Um, so the cutting part, like the water 
like sweating, right? Like that's yeah. what I'm talking about. That part, like whether it's hot tub or sauna, hot tub, a hot bath or sauna, like that sucks, you know, like that's definitely like a mentally tough part, but I always know what it's going to feel like. Yeah. So that it's, it's not surprising. And I know like kind of what it feels like at each part. So it's not surprising. I did when I was in Sweden, obviously we competed in the morning. Um, so something that I did differently and like this would be a big thing I would change was I cut the majority like the night before and mm-hmm. then I thought I was going to sleep. <laughs> that didn't oh, happen. Yeah. And I don't know if it was because I was a little dehydrated or because of the time change, like so many different factors. Who knows, you know? Yeah. Um, but I definitely, the meats prior, I had cut kind of right before weigh-in. And I probably just would have said, all right, whatever, I'll get whatever sleep I can and cut before weigh-in. Mm. Um, I think being dehydrated for so long definitely took a toll on me in combination with other things, obviously. But yeah, it's, um, it's, it's dicey because for a, if it's a local competition, if you don't make weight, whatever, you go up a weight class. If you don't make weight here, you don't compete. Right. And somebody could have competed and, uh, you know, everybody's like, I mean, there's a lot of pressure to make it. So I know what you mean where, and the more weights you lift, the more muscle mass you put on, the more the cut is tougher with the travel. You might be like, I don't know if my body's going to retain water. So I know what you mean where like I, I competed as well. And I was like, I, I, I took a huge chunk the night before as well. Cause I'm like, I'm not local. I don't know how if my body's going to release this water or not. So let me get a bit of it the night before. And um, right. like, yeah, we all know like you don't want to stay hydrated as long like if possible. But then it's that dicey, you know, what if you're coming Do right you down? Don't yeah. Right, you just down, don't know. right down to the you wire. Really, yeah. You just don't like you don't know until you figure it out. And sometimes when you're figuring it out, isn't necessarily the best point in time, but uh, what are you going to do? You know what I mean? Yeah. I, to be really honest, I've had a similar amount of weight for worlds as I did for, um, nationals. Oh yeah. Okay. Nationals. Yeah. Like relatively similar, but nationals, we compete at night. I, I just cut water like in the afternoon and then went and weighed in, you know? Yeah. Um, but, and then like obviously rehydrated and ate and stuff a lot quicker than mm-hmm. in Sweden. Um, which, for me, definitely made a big difference. See, that's the difference. Yeah. So when you do it in the morning, look, where does the sleep go? Like you have to. I know. You have to sacrifice something. And that's it. Or unfortunately, the in your case, The only reason both. I would switch it is because I thought I was sacrificing being dehydrated a little bit. And I was like, eh, whatever. I'm used to being dehydrated. It's fine. And then I didn't sleep. So I was like, okay, yeah. now I'm not getting either thing. Yes. Yes. Let's <laughs> backfire a minute. Um, so was it when you weighed in? And you, you have your whole probably rehydration protocol and you're warming up. Did you feel, how did you feel warming up? I mean, I've had days where like I, when I'm at the bottom of the bottom and, and I'm dehydrating, I know, just like you said, you know how you're going to feel and you don't get too much cortisol levels risen by getting anxious. And God knows once the cortisol levels rise, it just gets harder to lose the weight. But there are points at the at the bottom of the bottom. You're like, oh, damn! If I had to squat right now, it would be. It's hard to. It's oh, hard yeah. to imagine. It's hard to imagine having a good day when you're at the bottom of the bottom, knowing you're about mm-hmm. to. And then once you start rehydrating and you're warming up, you're like, it's a weird kind of. I think I'm back, but you don't know yeah. until you hit the platform. I think I feel good, and you're telling yourself, right. and they ask you, "How do you feel? What are you gonna say?" Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
honestly, that's really true. I did say that and like lesson learned. Shouldn't have said it for a couple of reasons, but squatting, like don't change my opener, keep it, you know? Yeah. Um, one, I didn't realize how like nervous I would be. Do you know? Like it sounds weird. Like I know I was at world and everything and it's much a smaller audience than at our nationals or that are Arnold, but it's the build up. Yeah. And, like, you have it so built up in your head that I got out there and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, I'm actually here. Yeah, here we go. Um, I didn't really – it wasn't, to be honest, around – until we got to deadlifts and I asked for my deadlift opener to be lowered. I just um, – I just, like, kind of felt like I was, like, in a fog and I couldn't shake it, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you're convincing yourself the whole time. Yeah. I definitely was at Worlds, not some of the other times. Like, Nationals, I felt good. The meet that I, you know, qualified for Nationals, I felt good. But I didn't at Worlds, and I was, like, convincing myself. Yeah, it's fine. This is light. It's, you know, light. It's easy. You can do it. You've done it before. You yeah. know? Um, it was a lie. <laughs> <laughs> it was <laughs> myself. It's a, you that's know? <laughs> the problem. When you're lying to yourself, you're like, it's hard to convince yourself. But it, it is. It's that dicey you know, you hear stories about it didn't matter what I felt like. I just went out there. I got the job done. Like you hear that kind of stuff and you think maybe that's just going to happen for me. And so you just suck it up. And it's that weird. Again, it's kind of like with the weight cutting. There's an in-between yeah. of being honest or then once you start accepting that and telling yourself, I'm a little weaker. Did you just get in your own head? Like it's that weird. Right. You know? The weirdest thing is I never like felt like obviously I was weaker, but like I never felt like physically that terrible, but I just kind of felt like out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, like 100%. mentally out of it. Yeah. yeah. It's, um, and sometimes, um, yeah, like this, so the same world championships, obviously everybody's seen what happened to Ray Williams. And when people say, mm-hmm. how did that happen? How do you not adjust to whatnot? If you've been in that situation, not exactly, but like similar situations where I almost did the same thing. Yeah, you, you, it's, <laughs> you know, you really start believing all the hype about like how bad you want it. You can get through if you really want it, and you just it's always worked before, you know. And and if you lower it, are you showing weakness even to yourself? Are you doubting yourself? You know what I mean? You you don't want to doubt yourself. I think the hard thing to realize too with with powerlifting in general is you're competing on a day and you're expecting your best on that day. Yeah. Sometimes that's going to happen for you and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. But like you said, it's seeing that day and saying like, oh, like what is he doing? You know, like yeah. obviously he didn't expect that to happen. Yeah. You know, like he was planning for that mentally or physically. So he's in the back warming up and whether he doesn't feel good or whatever, he's telling himself he's fine. Yeah. You know, like this is world championship. I'm fine. Yeah. Until you're on that platform, you really don't know. I've had days where the plat or the warm up feels everything feels heavy. Hit the platform, we're okay, we're okay, and you're like, "Wow, it just like, came together." Yeah. What what happened when mm-hmm. you went out for your opener and missed the opener, and you were looking for that? <laughs> yeah. and you're like, "Oh shit!" What were you thinking then? What happened? Okay, so did my first squat. Looking back at it, it wasn't. It was not. Shouldn't have been what a first squat looked like. But in my head, it was so terrible. wasn't as terrible as I thought it looked. Okay. Um, but mentally, like when I when I squatted, I didn't even look at like whether it was good or bad. But I went in the back and I told Max I like didn't know how to squat. Like I forgot how to squat and like <laughs> basically started. And I'm usually typically like I for anyone that's been in the back with me, like pretty calm and like having a good time. And I was like freaking out. I was like, yeah. I came here. I forgot how to squat. 
I don't know what to do. And he basically said, take two minutes, freak out, come back, get yourself together. And I, like, started doing air squats, like, like that was going to help me. Uh, And kind of have to flip the switch. You know what I mean? Like, that I came here and I'm not going to bomb out on a squat that I could hit any other day with my eyes closed. No matter how I feel mentally or physically, there is a way that I just need to squat this one. It doesn't have to be my best squat day in the world, but I need to get in the meet. Yeah. So... And Somehow, I had two gr- lifetime grinders. <laughs> and they were, yeah, they were, thing is, it was still, like, you open with world records, and um, initially, it's always dicey opening with a world record, right? Like, you could, yeah. you could go lower, but it depends on what you've been hitting and training, what you know you're capable of, and if that's an appropriate squat opening weight, I mean, you stick to the game plan. There's other intangibles that can pop up. Um, mm-hmm. All's well that ends well. Obviously, you've got a squat world record, got off to a head start. And then going into the bench press, after the squats, and you went into the bench press, did you stay on course in terms of what you were estimating? For bench? Yeah. Yeah. Bench went really well, kind of like as planned, you know? Um, No surprises there, which is weird because I feel like everyone was always like, yeah, when I can't wait, my bench tanks. I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) We just stayed the same pretty much. I think it was a little bit less than my... 63 bench but not a ton and like not less i would say than i was planning on hitting that day yeah. you know um yeah. it was a world it record. wasn't that different from my training numbers you know yeah yeah i mean it's a world record so i mean you must have been like you had back-to-back world records in the first two events and um mm-hmm. if you started off with a shaky start and being like holy shits i'm not sure it, the one thing that i will say sometimes when i drop water i do feel i know you mean where you felt like you didn't know how to squat where you feel a little shakier than usual and you feel a little looser and you're trying to get tight. So then it feels funny and it doesn't feel exactly, but sometimes the engine's well-conditioned. The mm-hmm. central nervous system's well-conditioned from the training. So you get through it being like, oh shit, this feels weird. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, and then going into deadlifts, is this where you think the weight cut started catching up a little bit or, or what were you thinking there? I mean, let's be honest. My deadlift isn't what I'm known for, <laughs> but I think it's when I started to admit to myself, like asking for my, my, um, opener to be lowered. I knew I was going to have to take a third pull that was going to be on my line. You know what I mean? Of like make, not make. So I knew that I needed my first one to not be that hard. (laughs) Like I, I wasn't going to get three deadlift grinders like I did for squatting. Um, good for one, one deadlift grinder a day. (laughs) Um, so that's when I like kind of knew that, Hey, I'll take what I need on my third to try to up my total and push it, but let's start lighter. Um, I mean, I don't even remember what I deadlifted. It, I got you. I got you. It's 170, 177 and a half. And your third was 180 you missed. And that's like rep weight for you right now, if I'm not mistaken. I deadlifted 177 and a half. You did. Okay. <laughs> that's not bad. See, look at sure? it, That's what it says. That's what it says. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, to be honest, like, as a 57, that was about the best day I had from yeah. nationals. Was, I think it was like 10 kilos or something I put on my total. Yeah. So, like, deadlift wise, like, that's not a bad deadlift for me as a, for, as a 57. Definitely not. No, you piece together a, a, a phenomenal day. And when all was said and done, yeah, you got like three world records. Um, silver at the world championships. I mean, it was a historic day, literally. And then afterwards, did you? What did you do in terms of the meal? 
Did you just go? I know if I cut and I go through a cut like you did, I go oh, like yeah. epic PR. Crazy? Oh, oh, <laughs> it's disgusting. To be honest, I didn't even. I mean, I didn't even go that crazy. We went to like uh, a place like I don't even know. What, we like cooked our meats in the like a barber, like a I don't know how to explain it. You uh, was it was it like a Korean barbecue? Nah, they don't got those in Sweden, do they? Probably not. Um, <laughs> it was cool though. It was a lot of fun, but like I didn't even go that crazy. I should have gone crazier. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Well, I would have went nuts. And what about since then? So, with the, with Sweden behind you, and it hasn't been his thing since like June. You never know what to anticipate with people's totals going up because it's not mm-hmm. a, a hell of a lot of time. It's a like a quarter yeah. of the year, but it's but the difference between you at 57 and you at 63 can be a lot bigger of an impact. Like for other mm-hmm. people scouting, for instance. Um, like Daniela Mello and Amanda Lawrence. I, I don't know if Daniela mm-hmm. is still in it, but let's let's just for the sake say she is. For them two scouting each other, a lot easier. Mm-hmm. But for yeah. and, and we're we're thinking the the chief opposition Sam Calhoun for her scouting you. What the hell does she anticipate? Because you're a different human being right now. Do you even know? Like it's it's you calling me Big Ryan? Whoa, 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 whoa! I was very careful with my wording. Very, I use the term jacked a couple times. I, and I was like, oh my god, I look disgusting. Oh, I'm so skinny. You were you were ripped. You were stage ready ripped for sure. But uh, so so oh. in terms of this prep. It must have felt entirely different where you're like, look, I don't have to worry about, you know, how much calories I eat, macros I eat. I don't got to keep my body weight hovering a certain amount by 57 kilo. So how did that impact your training? And were these numbers, because some of your numbers, like, for instance, you had missed your 180, but you posted a, you were taking 180 for reps, if two or three reps, and it's, I mean, you haven't deloaded and hit the platform yet. So it's a whole nother ballgame right now. Um, I definitely, I mean, I know this excludes right now because it's like the peaking, but I definitely was able to handle more volume at heavier weights, you know, like in the summer, say, when it was kind of like the heaviest volume, um, and recover better, you know, um, mentally it's a game changer too, because it's like, I'm not constantly thinking about food (laughs) and what I'm not eating (laughs) or like, you know, like trying to calculate it and make it perfect and not mess up and you know, so on and so forth. So it takes a lot of stress off the plate, not having to cut. Take stress off the plate, put some food on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm good. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I know you mean where when you go into the gym, like there's nothing like when you're like slashing calories, slashing macros, going into the gym and like you got a big day. It, it's it, it's literally the the gas for your engine. So when you when you can eat, I don't know how. Can, I mean, I'm sure you can't just eat whatever the hell, but it's still walking in there when you have a big day and you carb load up and you're like, man, I've smashed a lot of calories, even bouncing back. And on the weekends, you don't have to be as tight with things. And, you know, it's a lot easier mentally to get through. And I think you're for sure your body's going to recover. Your nervous system's going to recover a whole lot better. Um, mm-hmm. So are you expecting, I mean, I, I know you don't want to give too much away, but we're anticipating because we saw a glimpse at the Arnold of a 63. Mm-hmm. Was that a true glimpse of your 63 potential or were you still keeping it somewhat close to 57-ish? Like you're full on. Oh, like how, what did I weigh at the Arnold? Well, I mean, 
It's don't remember, but it's definitely probably it's in the it's in the database. I think yeah. I read in at like sixty one, right, or something. Yeah, because like you weren't you and weren't because like, you knew you were going to be fifty seven. So it's not like yeah. you could just be like um, you still had to keep attention to it. You just weren't going to cut. Whereas this time, right. this time you don't have to come back to fifty seven for the foreseeable future. You're all right. in with the sixty three. So and your fifty seven ish, like your sixty one kilo total was a good total. So we're thinking now, how was this prep feeling? And now I don't want you to like give me, you don't have to give me exact numbers because I know you still got, you got a tight battle coming. Um, But is this, is this the full package that we're going to see that we haven't seen before? I feel good. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. Uh, No, I feel good. I'm excited. Um, It's, Definitely, like, a whole different ball game, you know? Um, Like, going into meet week and thinking, okay, about lifting rather than cutting weight is, like, a whole different ball game for me, you know? Um, I mean, and I I don't mean this in any, but, like, last year going into nationals, I knew if I made weight and did well, I was probably going to win, you know? This year going to nationals, I'm going to make weight, that's not an issue, but it's like going to be, I need a need of my life to win, yeah. you know? Um, but I'm also willing, like that's how I'm going to nationals. Like I'm willing to put it on the bar, whatever, whatever. And I know for me, that's building a subtotal. Yeah. It's different. Like, I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> well, the <laughs> scou- yeah. The scouting's there. Um, and that is a, that is a total different feeling. I mean, I, in some respects, the weight cutting sometimes can serve as like the last week is probably the most nervous in, in front of in terms of like a big competition. So sometimes that last week when you have like a weight cut to do, um, it can be a distraction. That's not the worst thing in the world. Like I'm like, I have to drink this many, this much water yeah. today. I have to drink this much. I have to, I have this coming up on this day before the, and it's gives me stuff I have to do that distracts me. And then, Oh shit, meat days here. You know, yeah, it definitely gives you something to focus on other than you thinking that in five days you're going to forget or get weaker. You know what I mean? Like all those thoughts that start running through your head um, before me, like, oh my God, I'm going to forget how to squat. No, you are not. Although I thought I did on these (laughs) days. You remember. Even the worst case scenario, you're not going to forget how to squat. You're not going to forget how to bench. You're not going to forget how to deadlift. You're not going to get weaker in five days. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Um, in fact, you should be like wanting to lift and like excited to lift and excited to crush some weights, you know, by the end of it, like, all right, let's go. Do you, do you think having had this experiences that you've had, um, especially like the world championships experience, like that's right up there. Like there is, like you said, there is more people at the U S open or the, uh, raw nationals live, but in terms of the magnitude of the world championships, like the whole world's watching the stream is it gets people take bits and sections of the certain matchups and, and, and share it. And there's like literally millions and millions of views on that, especially when world records are broken and stuff. And it's your, your rise is real quick. I feel like we talked about it when we first had you on the podcast the first time. Um, and you just kind of came out of nowhere and boom, you were, you were battling for a podium position. Does it feel different coming into this nationals? Like, all right, this is going to be the toughest national showdown you probably had but your the timing of it is perfect in terms of experience. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. I mean, I'm I know that like whoever is going to win, 
next week in one week is going to win because they had a great day. Like someone's going to need to have a day, you know, I I, like, it's not going to be one of those things where someone screws up, someone, whatever, someone, you know, like weird things happen. There could be three people that have a great day, you know, and like one person's going to win, you know, because they had the best day and that's just how it's going to be. But to me that, that like, that's exciting, you know, like, Am I going with the intention of I want to I want to win? Of course, and I am willing. And like I like I told Max, like, hey, I'm going to win, and I'm okay in the pursuit of that. If I lose, you know, like I don't want to go for second. I don't want to go for third. I either want to win, or I'll end up wherever I need to end up. Oh wow, it'll <laughs> be one of those, yeah. Um, which for me is a bit is like a way different mindset than a couple of couple of years ago. I, my first nationals, I went up to sixty three and what twenty seventeen, and I was like, oh, if I do pretty good, I should come in fifth, you know. And I was like incredibly excited. It was a huge deal for me to go to nationals and to maybe get on the podium, you know. Yeah. And it's definitely weird because I was just talking to someone today about like. I don't know exactly how I ended up where I am right now in terms of strength. It kind of just happened. It wasn't something I was planning on. Like, yeah, it's taken a ton of hard work. But, like, when I started lifting, was this what I, like, had seen in my future? No. It's it's wild how the story unfolds, isn't it? You're like, Mm -hmm. every now and then you have that moment where you're like, how the shit did we get here? And I have no idea. Yeah, it's it's... (laughs) It's a, what's that one quote? There's a quote about someone asked somebody famous about that. And they're like, very slowly at first, like it, and then it felt like all of a sudden at the end where Mm -hmm. very slowly you were grinding and no one's super paying attention. It is what it is. And then all of a sudden the momentum became, holy smokes. If I stop and look around, I could rattle myself. This is crazy. Actually, we'd be remiss to not say, uh, Jennifer Milliken is actually in the mix of 63 this year as well. And, um, Hey, like she's a 57 kilo world champion in 2017 and she won best lifter at the world championships 2017. Um, and I think it was her world record you broke in Sweden for the total. Um, and she's in the mix as well. Like that's just, it's crazy. You, you couldn't have said it better where it's like, look at who I'm competing against at the 63 kilo. It's always a shark tank. I feel like 57 and 63 kilos, is always a shark tank. Whoever wins that, like it's, there's, there's definitely not going to be any shame. You know, they're, no. they're all world-class. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I mean, it's crazy that, and the same thing happened last year, you know, like in the 63 weight class, the three top women had all gone to Worlds the past year. You know what I mean? Like, that's wild. Um, and it's awesome that it's so competitive. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, that's a great thing. It's a great thing for the sport in general, you know? Do, does, it, does it make it, do you think mentally, is it easier for you to walk in there um, when it is this uber competitive and being like, look, the chips are going to fall where they may. Cause you could sit back and try to picture how does this, how does this work out? What do I need? Mm-hmm. You know, powerlifters are the worst for this. You get romantically attached to certain numbers. Cause you're like, you know, especially if you're a subtotal person, you're telling yourself, I need this squat and this bench and that'll force this deadlift from Sam. Or I need, mm-hmm. or I'm expecting Jen, Jennifer Milliken, you know, you you start crunching these numbers. So I got to hit these certain numbers or um, sometimes when it gets too many variables, if there's too many good lifters in the mix, like, you know what, I can't crunch, there's too many numbers to crunch. It's actually a good thing you're like, fuck it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop turning it around in my head. When it's just a one-on-one matchup, 
easier to analyze because you start mm-hmm. crunching those subtotal numbers to force a really bad deadlift in her hands. Mm-hmm. You know she's you know she's gonna have the ang- anxious part is you know Sam's probably she's gonna load the winning deadlift no matter what. If it's a mm-hmm. long shot Hail Mary or not, she's like we're Doesn't matter. Yeah. She's like you, where you just said too. You're you like, know? Yeah, I'm going out on my shield. I'll take fourth, thank yeah. you. I'll take but like, fourth. like, that's what makes it fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I expect her to do nothing less. I want her to load it on the bar. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Do I want to force her to take something heavy? Absolutely. Yeah. That's you know, that's all I can do. I'm not going to deadlift as much as her. Yeah, <laughs> I wish yeah. I was. But it's yeah. never going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's what makes her fun. You know what I mean? Like, that's what makes her a competitor. Like, she's going to load it up and see mm-hmm. what happens. Take it for a ride. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is cool. I think... It's funny. I absolutely do crunch numbers. Like right now, that's the stage I'm at. Like I'm, I'm you know, like thinking about it. Like what should I, what should I hit? You know, coming off some heavy singles. Like what, what do I, what am I thinking in my head? But when I get to meet day, I honestly don't think about it at all. And I just will take what's on the bar. I prefer not to know what's on the bar really after like the opening attempt. And I usually typically have no idea where I am in the standings until we start to get to deadlift. And I'll be like, hey, how am I looking? Really? <laughs> how yeah. crazy we're going to have to make my third pull. Yeah. Um, I don't know why. I just compete better kind of being in my own little world. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the Arnold, I had no idea where I was at Worlds. I really didn't know um, until after my last deadlift i knew i was in a good standing but i didn't know like how close it was or what she needed to pull or do um to beat me until afterwards did you know that you were breaking world records like you took a world record squat took a world record bench and you know you're like you were making history going into deads were you like oh like you might not know the exact numbers but like that's got to be a weird feeling to be at the world championships going into deadlifts and being like man i'm just lighting a trail like everything behind me is getting burned up like i'm just rewriting the record books walking in deads and then on your last dead oh by the way you just broke another world record like you were just killing it that day and, and did you not fully even know you're just like hey man tell me afterwards i did because like i hear i hear the announcements and stuff you know yeah. what i mean and sometimes that's how i find out like how much weight is on the bar but i'm like no 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 no. So, yeah 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 <laughs> i'm gonna go with the earplugs at nationals no i'm just kidding um but in terms of, like, really paying close attention, not so much. Like, I'll look at the board sometimes. So I don't even look that close. I'm more looking, like, at what my numbers are more than anything that I've taken. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just, like, it's it works better for me not to be so involved in that part of it on me day. Mm. Um, I've found that since I've kind of taken myself away from that part. Because, yeah, I'm connected to some numbers that I want to hit. But when you're removed from that, and, like, you might have some say, like, that I felt good, I felt bad, but you're not picking that final number. It's been really helpful for me because some numbers that have been picked, I probably wouldn't have picked, you know, like, versus some that had to be picked that I would have liked to be higher, you know? I've I've been – I've heard both. Like, I've been so obsessed with numbers thinking, like, I'm going to treat it like an affirmation. I'm going to say this number Mm – I'm going to say this number every day. I'm going to write it down on papers and tell myself, this is the squat. This is the bench. The problem is, and you think you're like willing it into reality, like, like a Muhammad Ali style. I said I was the greatest before I even knew I was. You know, I just said enough time to start believing. Yeah. The thing is, when you show up on the meet day, you find out real quick, man, it's not the number. The number, whatever no. it is, 
and if and kind of like you said, if you get too attached to that number, it's a you might be just going down with the ship with this silly number. Drop two and a half kilo, you're gonna hit it. Carry on as long as you finish the day winning whatever it is what it is. So I know what you mean, and sometimes you'll do the number game in your head just to almost alleviate stress or confidence. But when the day comes, you're like. Fuck it. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Literally. 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 I'm like yeah. the mathematician this week over here. Like, it's, yeah. you know, like, and then I'll get to meet day and I'm like, so what are my openers? Like, yeah. Like, you think after a week of analyzing everything I could possibly analyze, I might have some, some clue, but no. Yeah. You, um, <laughs> you bail on those real quick. You're like, whatever you, whatever you feel like, coach, load the Yeah, whatever Let's, looks good is fine with me. Yep. <laughs> take some stress off me. Have you been paying attention much um, to, to Sam? Sam's been a little radio silent, though. They'd be tough to scout. Gone dark. She's gone Just dark on us. Yeah. Samantha. <laughs> and yeah, she, she's been keeping her cl- cards close to the chest. I actually reached yeah. out and said, like, man, you got to post. I haven't repost. I feel like I haven't reposted you since Worlds. And I checked, and her last post was a picture of her right before Worlds. Um, so, uh, yeah, she went radio silent. Um, Jen Milken's been posting. Do you have, like, scouting isn't, it's tough sometimes. Is it tougher for you? Like, obviously, it's easier when you can scout. Do you ever think about going dark yourself and taking off all your numbers or like maybe just, or do you, do you keep some, do you keep some top end stuff and be like, I haven't showed everything. All right. I gotta be honest. I last year showed everything. Um, cause I was kind of like, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, <laughs> I haven't posted everything. Um, <gasps> like I, I, oh my God, I know, right? <laughs> I got a 500 um, grand surprise. No, it's pretty yeah. obvious. I mean, <laughs> but I don't think I've, I've put, well, that, whatever. Um, and some of it, I don't know. Like I've had a little bit of a shift in mindset, like this training prep and it has nothing to do with anyone else and has a lot to do with like my own mindset and like about me rather than everybody else, you know? Um, I also think that this is the first meat prep that I feel like it, it may or may not make a difference if I post my top set. Mm. Um, because they're probably a little less predictable than they typically are, only because I've been in a lot of different weight classes in the past year, <laughs> you know? Um, so, like, are my numbers going to be my 57 numbers from Sweden? No, they're not, you know? Um, yeah. But we'll see. Um, see, for, so. me, for me, I think, like, you would be the hardest for me to predict, only because, like, you were 57. Like, I remember you in Sweden. You look like you are about to hit the stage and start flexing. Like you, you, you know what I mean? Like, um, yeah. you could be, I, it, when somebody doesn't have to cut that much and, and you know, who knows what, where you could be at. And some of the numbers, like I was saying, um, a dead you had missed. Now you're taking for reps, you know, it's, it's, a, it's tougher to kind of be kind of estimate. Whereas Sam's been a lifetime 63 year. Um, she doesn't cut much weight to be 63. I don't think this is going to be much of a difference for her. So I'm not sure. I think I know where Sam's going to be at, unless she's been making somewhat gains that we haven't seen coming. Um, and Jen's... I mean, I'm always assuming people are going to make some type of gains. Do you know what yeah. I mean? That goes into my calculation. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, it's inflation.
inflation. You're like an economist now. You're like an economist who's like, I estimate inflation onto all these numbers at least 3% per year. And then if, if things are going well, I give them 5, 7%. I, you know, it's crazy. We joke, but I shit you not. Like I've done the whole, all right, if I look back um, over a six-month period, I've noticed they usually gain about 5%. So if I estimate conservatively 5% on their gains, this is what I anticipate. We start doing crazy shit like that. As mm-hmm. It's true. What I really honestly, like in a week, what I hope happens is because the other thing is, which I know, like I went to World Hope and when I came in second. Same went to World Hope and when she came in second. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we're both Hungry really getting for me and hoping to have a great meet. Yeah. You know, like that's true. And not to say neither of us had a bad meet at World, but it just wasn't the day we had planned for ourselves, you know? Yeah. Um, what I hope happens, though, is that everyone has, like, a great meet. And mm-hmm. whoever whoever that person, whoever has the best total will win. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I think that's the best type of meet rather than having someone have a, a good meet and then a couple of, eh, it wasn't my day. You know what I, I mean? Like, I want everyone to show up and have a great meet. And whoever has the highest total wins. See, I respect when you say that. I'm that dude who's like, if the... <laughs> If, if it's if I'm like if the head guy that I'm going against is from Ukraine, I'm like, oh god, I hope his plane goes down. Oh, <laughs> I got, <laughs> I'm that guy who's like, oh, I hope he has a death in the family and can't make it. I need this. I need this. He's. <laughs> I mean, this is... Well, I guess it's also like I'm confident that if I have a great day, I'll be okay. Yeah. But I want everyone to have a great day because who knows? Like you said, someone could be making some amazing gains. Yeah. You know. And like I want them to bring it. Yeah. As I'm sure, as I'm sure Sam would say the same thing to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that that's I think when it's a great meet, when everyone has a good day, you know? It's wild when um when you see so leading into it, like when I'm a certain amount away from a competition, I'm like, yeah, I want like a wild firefight. That'll be so fun to be in. And then, like a week before, I'm like, oh, fuck, I hope there's not too much drama. I don't want to be. I want to do that, right? <laughs> and then, a couple of no shows. <laughs> yeah, I want a couple of no shows if possible. And then, um, and then during, sometimes, like, um, yeah, like I tune out and I'm not paying attention, just like you were saying. But afterwards, when it's like some crazy back and forth, records fall, like, oh my God, and everybody's like, holy shit, that was amazing. You do appreciate, like, I'm glad everybody, I'm glad these people showed up. Look at 20 years from now. You don't want it to be like a ho-hum story. You want it to be like, who did you go against? Oh, well, have you heard of Sam Calhoun? Well, have you heard of mm-hmm. Jen Milliken, like world champions, world record breakers, etc.? You need that. You don't want, mm-hmm. like, these girls are going to make it a lot better. Um, mm-hmm. Looking at these, are you going to have time to watch any other competitions, like any other divisions? At these Probably. I, um, I'm getting there Thursday morning. Thursday morning. And then um, I'm staying until Sunday. So, okay. nah, yeah, that's true. Sunday morning. Do you, you're like, am I lying to you? Don't even know. Don't even know. Yeah, but like, the same amount of time I spent in Sweden. So. That's, that's right. That's cool. That's fine. Is it like, um, uh, do you like watching um, competition before you actually lift? Not really. Yeah. I don't really. I, um, like, it's not my favorite thing to do. Yeah. I don't know why. It, it wasn't. I feel like it wasn't as bad at Worlds because, again, Worlds is, like, very quiet. So it's not overwhelming. It's not like, 
the environment is like amped up, you know, it's like quiet. It's almost more like a golf match. Yeah. Uh, so like I went, watched Marissa compete and then kind of went back. Um, but like at nationals, I don't really love watching before I compete. I'll watch the live stream sometimes, but this is going to sound weird. I, sometimes I don't even like doing that. I don't like to see people miss. Yeah. before I compete that's like a weird I know that sounds weird but I feel like it's bad juju or something yeah. I just want to see only makes before I compete yeah yeah, yeah. you don't want to hear the announcement wow we didn't see that coming the sub the subtotal experts really dropping the ball today you're like holy shit that's I'm, yeah. a, I'm a subtotal expert you start identifying yeah. with certain people you're like oh my god or yeah. I don't like being emotionally invested either. If I start getting too excited, either which way it starts getting my head. I know what you mean. It's tough, but it's good to. And if you, if you see, if there's someone there that you know, there's no way you're not emotionally invested, yeah. you know? Yeah. And there's always people that you know at nationals, obviously, in every weight class. And it's hard not to lose a lot of energy because you are emotionally invested in people that you know. You care about how they're doing. And when they miss, you feel terrible on the inside. Yeah. Yeah. Is there, who, you know. what are some of the matchups? What are some of the weight classes you're excited for for this Raw Nationals? Is it mostly, do you like watching the dudes lift or is it, or is it mostly the women? Oh, yeah. No, I love watching the dudes lift. I mean, yeah. like the A through class is always great to watch, you know. Yeah. Uh, that's a phenomenal class to watch. I mean, the, the first year I competed, well, I was 63. We competed with the 83 the same night. Like, you know, they like went back and forth. That was a, that was a fun fun flight to that year. Um, and then last year I competed with the 74s because I was 57. I think we are, but I think this year the 74s are on the same night as me too. Um, is it? Okay. The 74 kilo boys this year is absolutely bonkers. And there yeah. is like, they like one through 10 is super tight. These guys like 160 pounds squatting 600 pounds. And that's like, uh, yeah, it's absolutely nuts. There's a lot of hype between you guys. Did it, enjoy though is if i could get a lesson from like taylor atwood on like how to make a lift that's difficult but also look happy yeah, at the same he, time this, this, <laughs> like how are you smiling right now yeah. and, and <laughs> it's just, like twisted in 74 directions his hair, he's smiling and his hair looks perfect i'm like his, what? his hair it's like a freaking superhero movie where it's like how do you get in a fight scene like that and your hair doesn't part any other way but the way you came out in it smiling ear to ear yeah he looks and he's all uh i, I think and it yeah he he's killing it right now oh i also was gonna ask you uh not to get too ahead of ourselves here but um the announcement with the sbd invitational um, mm -hmm. and all you guys are like, and when I say you guys, I mean the U S in general powerhouse and powerlifting, obviously is that announcement. How do you feel about it? I know you can't get too ahead of yourself to qualify. You win worlds. So you got to, you got some lifting to do, but <laughs> does it change the way you see things? Are you like, holy shit. If I, like some people were saying they weren't sure about if they want to go to Belarus, that's a big trip, etc. Um, but now powerlifting might not just be a hobby sport, but could actually be a big chunk of the bills. What, what, what was your impression when you heard that first off? I think it's awesome. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I had no idea it was coming and I think it's great. I think everything that I've seen about it so far is like really well done. So I'm sure the meat will be very well done. Yeah. And I think it's going to bring a lot of, I think it's great for the lifters that are able to go and to, you know, get that exposure and have the potential to win great prize money. I also think it's great for the sport because it's going to give it so much exposure in such a positive light. You yeah. know what I mean? Without a doubt. 
Um, but I, if the cards fall in directions that would allow me to go to Worlds next year, regardless of that meet or not, I would have definitely gone only because I felt like after last year, like I want to come back and I want to have a great day. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So you want, yeah. So regardless of money, regardless of the SBD invitational, you want to, your story doesn't end like, like Sweden. Your story ends right. with a gold medal. I know that Belarus may not be the easiest route. <laughs> hey, yeah. Oh. There's <laughs> much easier when it was in Canada that one yeah, year. Yeah, Calgary would be, exactly. Or, yeah. or Texas, but it is what it is. Um, yeah. yeah, but it adds a story and everybody else has got to do it as well. So, but it is um, from, like, we had we had uh, Peter Spence from SBD on the show and he's talking about it. And the fact that they're going to do, basically, it's just a battle of champions. Um, <laughs> champion versus champion. It is IPF points and we know you know, I mean, some some weight classes get a little more favored than others, just like the Wilkes. It's never going to be straight. But there is also world record bonuses. So you think about your performance in, in the 57-kilo class where you broke three world records. If that was Listen, the- I would cut the 57 to go to that. Yeah, no, you're <laughs> you know, now you're thinking, ah, I wasn't that bad. Now you're changing, right? Uh, exactly. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> you forced my hand. Yeah, exactly. It's... Um, uh, it'll be interesting and also because it's IPF points um, you wouldn't necessarily have to be in a specific right. weight class which is another right. game changer um, right the world records are there like sometimes world records are easier to hit I mean it, it depends on the person right if they right. want to cut down for a world record take that money and that's for sure money or if they're right. like look at if I don't have to cut quite so much imagine you not 57 kilo but 60 kilo True, but I'm not hitting the bench record as a 63. No, young lady, you're not. That's... Listen, the bench is pretty good, but it is not. Yeah. It has, it, I haven't had that. I'll tell you this. I'm going to give away maybe like a, a little, uh, you know, plot, a little teaser, if you will. Okay. I will not be coming close to the record no. of the bench. No, that's you know, fair. <laughs> that's fair. Uh, yeah. What, you know what? Speaking of, though, um, Carola, I was trying to get her name right. Carola Gara. Carola, mm-hmm. am I saying that right? Gara. She, yeah, she's had a huge bench, like 130 Holy or something, smokes. right? Huge bench, I thought that. And she's hit like 135 range, I think, before. Matt Gary had done some scouting on her, which is absolutely, and she's young. Right. She's yeah. young. She's strong. Like, she's strong. And she came out of Italy, like, um, we had Matt Gary on the preview show for the Worlds, and this dude's got a dossier on everybody around the world. If you were on a world team coming to world championships, he's got a file on you. You know, he knows like he's, he's, he's a master scouter. Um, so us is, it's good that you guys got him. And, um, we didn't, we never seen her coming. And he's like, listen, my friends. Um, and he pulled up some of the previous numbers and he's like, she's, she might be in the lead. We have to defeat her. She's not looking to defeat us. She's probably in the lead going into worlds. And that's when we were like, holy Mm -hmm. smokes. Um, it just shows like the Europeans are really come stepping up. Um, mm-hmm. We got to start paying attention at European Championship. I'm gonna do a preview show for everybody so no one's creeping up on us anymore. But that was a little <laughs> surprising in Sweden. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I had no idea. I started, started following her on Instagram, 
Girl, strong. Yeah. She's like so well-rounded. She looks equipped too. Didn't know that. Now it sounds like a stalker, but I was just impressed yeah. when I started to give her a follow. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, and, you so, know. and she doesn't, she posts, but not like a crazy amount. So it was, sometimes can be hard to gauge. Definitely. And I think too, she's done maybe some, like, I think maybe her heaviest bench was like a little above 63. You know what I mean? Like as a light 72 or yeah. something. Yeah. It can be deceiving. A guy like Matt Gary does, as soon as you hop on his radar a little bit, he's diving into your nationals. He's diving into everything you've ever done. And he's, if you were like a light 72, he's got you though. He knows you're really a 63. He's all over it. Um, He probably hates my, my staff. (laughs) They don't make any sense. (laughs) They make like like, no sense. I think last year I did a meet as a 63, a meet as a 57. I did a super total where I went like, four for nine on my powerlifting <laughs> meet. Insane. Um, then I went back to 57 for nationals. Then I went to 63 for the finals. Yeah, you were all over the place. Did you know what? The day you did our podcast, you had just competed Olympic weightlifting and you didn't say nothing. And we were like, holy smokes, you competed earlier? I remember afterwards, I was like, you were competing earlier today? Like, oh, yeah, yeah. I did yeah, I did that. Olympic <laughs> weightlifting competition. Does that... Um, cause that wasn't crazy out from worlds where it was, it was like, does it take a lot of your strength in terms of central nervous system leading into a big competition to do that? Not really. I mean, it's for me right now, it's not, it's not heavy enough. You know what I mean? Um, like you were strong, you're stronger than the weight you're moving type deal. Yeah. And that's always going to be typical for weightlifting in general. But I mean, like if I can clean a hundred kilos, that's, you know what, 220. So it's like not really that heavy I like <laughs> for me to front squat. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I think I can front squat like around probably, I could probably like front squat like 310 pounds. Yeah. Holy shit. You know, which, which is, is crazy, which is crazy. Like when, <laughs> that is a lot of weight. It's obviously different, but it's yeah. not like super fatiguing. Do, like for why, me. why do you think, what is the difference there? Because it's so weird. Strength is so weird, isn't it? How like mm-hmm. I remember like when the when the Olympics rolled around, or if people are talking about arm wrestling and they know you're a power lifter, and they're like, "How much could you clean and jerk?" Or how much could you like? I bet you, you don't want to arm wrestle sure. you. And it's like, man, it is so. All of them are so different. It's not even. It's hard to explain. Yeah. It is. <laughs> Sorry, I just I was literally thinking about a message I got on Instagram earlier obviously someone asking if I could lift him up and he was like, I weigh 180 pounds. Can you lift me? And I want to be like, dude, I could lift you like probably 75 times. You're like, I could. Obviously I deleted it, but I was like thinking about how many reps I could lift him. You know what I mean? Are you kidding me? I could clean and jerk you. You're like, like, (laughs) you should start lifting. You're like, I would ragdoll the shit out of you. Are you kidding me? (laughs) You say something like that. He's like, I'm like, is 180 supposed to be impressive or? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, God. But it is. Uh, like- yeah, it's so different. It's insane. But there's so much technique involved. There's technique involved in powerlifting, but like it's a whole nother level of weightlifting. It's because it's a trajectory thing. You have to project this weight into the air on the proper path, the most efficient path. So it's like a weird explosive trajectory thing. Like they show video of it and it's if it goes up straight or off on a funny angle, like the bar path is so much more complex and I can't, like, if, if you, when you try to wrap that hit around your mind, like, if you can be super strong, if you can't, 
get the poles right and the different extensions to get underneath the weight properly. All the strength is for naught. Like you lose, like you're using 20% of it. It's just so hard to be efficient with Olympic weightlifting. Oh, yeah. Like it's got to be humbling to be breaking world records in squat and then be like, God damn it. I should be tossing these weights around. It's very humbling. (laughs) I mean, when I first started, the first year was like, I was on the ground so often. And like, I was like, I can't even like, you know, clean and jerk 170 pounds. And I'm like over here squatting 400. I'm like, well, maybe someday. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, but it definitely uh, brings you back to earth a little bit. (laughs) Um, but I also it's good. Like I've like the process of just learning something new. Yeah. Mentally, like having to learn the process of learning. You know what they said? Um, I think new scouts want, so initially for a little while there, they wanted athletes that only did the same sport all year round. Oh, hockey's out of season. We want you in a summer league. Oh, football's out of season. We want you and it's the winter time. We want you doing those indoor leagues. Like for a while there, that was the thing. And then it became a time. I think they actually did some studies where um, they found athletes who did other sports, not entirely different, but somewhat related in the off seasons actually were outpacing the other ones. And it's something to do with how the brain works and mechanics and the way the constant challenging, the same, but different, if that makes any sense, Mm -hmm. where some of the skills, it's like, it's like stimulating the brain to learn um, similar skills, but it's different. So you're actually stimulated to learn as opposed to getting stagnant. And then uh, it's the creativity goes down. And so, um, yeah, I guess like with some of the pacing for all these other sports, why records are falling in so many sports year after year because it's the type of training they do. And in terms of yourself with the Olympic lifting, is it, do you think like uh, more of a passion sport or do you tell yourself, you know, man, maybe I can make a run in this? <laughs> <laughs> My voice got weird there, didn't it? Oh my god, you sound like the godfather thing. You're like, come and get me. Maybe you have like a hit out on me. Maybe I know. Honestly, like, I feel like it's just for fun, you know? Like, and I don't mean that in a, like, in a bad way, but that's where I feel like I am at in that process right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, I qualified to go to weightlifting national, so maybe oh, I'll go to that shit. next year. I kind of feel like I like don't belong there in a way. You know what I mean? Like I'm not good enough, but at the same time, it's like that's how I felt when I went to powerlifting national. So why not? You know this what is I true. mean? Yeah. Um, it's also fair to cap how many people who have qualified for both, won one, gone to worlds in one, done like you know, it's it's somewhat unprecedented. Like it's very very difficult. It's got to be a select few. Yeah, definitely select you. Um, don't know of many. I think there was definitely a girl, Chris Pope. What? I think her name's Chris Pope, Kristen Pope. Oh, um, I don't think she's gone to Worlds. Not Worlds. She no, went to, she went to Powerlifting Nationals. Yeah, and Weightlifting Nationals. I think right. I think she did two yeah. nationals. Yeah. I don't yeah. think anybody's made it to Powerlifting Worlds and qualified like. 
I don't think. I think there was a girl that like not from the U.S. from maybe oh, like China. China Taipei. Yes, yes. She's won. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, she won the Olympics and the World Championship. Uh, yeah, and, yeah, okay. Yeah, she doesn't yeah, count. Like, you know, a whole new level. Like, yeah, that, yeah. Like you know, some people's idols are like Michael Jordan, that's and then there's right. me. I'm like, girl. That's right. I just pulled the Michael Jordan of weightlifting out of nowhere. That's true. But it is. Um, and you know, another thing too. I think it also helps to have something. It'll help because it's still weightlifting, right? So in your quote-unquote off-season, you're still weightlifting in your sport. It's not like you do in golf where it's not going to apply to powerlifting at all. But it can be mentally draining to do powerlifting all year round constantly and be in that meat grinder, if not physically, emotionally, and mentally. It's just constantly big meat after big meat after big meat. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like it can definitely lead you to be like very connected to numbers, not just on meet days, but in training. And then when you're not hitting the numbers, feeling super frustrated, you know, and then Mm -hmm. feeling burnt out and also not for nothing, but like growing up, I was very athletic and it also led me to feel rather unathletic, you know, in terms of not strength, but athletic movements, you know, like being powerful and being agile and being fast. You know, I definitely feel that when I combined them, I feel much more athletic. And although like I don't run marathons anymore, I do feel like I'm still fast. Like if you want to race, let's go. You know, yeah. like I still feel very confident in my, in my <laughs> yeah. speed. Do you want, if you want to race, let's go. You are <laughs> like how you just said that. Not many people on the show have, have dropped it like that. You, you feel fast, my friend. Do you feel fast, my friend? Are you feeling fast today? Are you yeah, feeling? That's like my my safety mechanism. You know, like people are like, oh well, you know, like, do you think you could beat me up? I was like, I don't know. Like, I'm not really into fighting. Like, again, get I'm strong, but I'm sure I could outrun you. So it's cool if I can. You know? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. No, I hear you. It is. Um, it's good to be. I know you mean in terms of powerlifting. Because we're lifting heavy weights, but sometimes you don't feel like an ath- like a quote unquote athlete. But Olympic lifting is a whole nother Olympic explosive movement and um i feel like because of this spd invitational now when there's money involved i mean it shouldn't be about the money i got it but it feels a little more legit when if you are like it there's a tournament with like this is look at this is three hundred thousand dollars us that's some coin that's some that's some for real they're in in the production not for nothing it's i bet you they're gonna if they got that kind of money in the prize money like the standard for i'm not putting down the U- well, I guess I kind of am. But the U.S. Open, historically, they had decent prize money, but the production levels were not very good. If they mm-hmm. had a commentator or if they had two yeah. cameras, it was a big deal. In right. the IPF, they, they get a TV crew, like from the BBC, like a straight-up TV crew to come together. Um, like, I, I don't know what they're going to do with the SPD Invitational, but from what I heard, this thing, they're going all out. All killer, no failure. Nothing but world champions. Everybody in there is a world-class level. The prize money is over a quarter of a million dollars, and there's only 24 people. Like, the prize money is going to be good for those people hitting those world records. I got a feeling the production, if you got that kind of money floating around, I mean, you came into the sport at the right time. <laughs> this is this is the point to hit it. This is the <laughs> I knew it was coming. I was like, oh. I'm, <laughs> I'm staying where I'm at. I'm staying where I'm oh, at. I always knew I was meant to be a star. <laughs> no, but honestly, the like whatever you want to say, like the trailer, that's basically what it looks like. The trailer, the preview of the meet yeah. is incredible. Yeah. Like it looks like an actual movie. Yeah. Yeah. You no, know? I, yeah. 
That's why everybody's going to want to be involved in this. I remember ta- we had Taylor Atwood on the show, and he's like, man, I'm telling you, it's getting tough to like – I got to do some real life stuff, you know, jobs getting tough. I got, I'm married. If we have a family, whatever. Um, I don't know how long I could power lift, you know, that's just the real. And those other, the other guys I had on the 74 kilo episode were like 20 years old. And they're like, man, if I had a girl yeah. sitting in the way, I, we'd be breaking up and it'd be whatever. So anyways, the, Oh, that's so that just make me feel so old. <laughs> that's so cute. I'm not going to lie. Half the time I go, like, I, I work with a lot of, like, younger, you know, say, like, between 23, 26, and then obviously lifting. There's a lot of younger um, people in lifting. So I feel like whenever I go to the gym, I'm, like, the mom. You know what I mean? I'm, like, I'm here, guys. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> like, I was cool not long ago. What the shit happened? What? You, you feel like I was cool not long ago. What the shit happened? How did this happen? Yeah, I was like, basically. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. It happens quick. Oh, oh. And, and then Taylor said, um, after the SPD thing dropped, he posts in the comments, all right, I'll stick around for a little while. Cause it's, I mean, you don't <laughs> go to that. Come on now. Are you kidding me? <laughs> if, it's, if I'm going to throw another $10,000 on my paycheck, whatever. Yeah, I guess. All right. All right. It is what it is. Twist my arm. Twist my arm. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Listen, we had you on. It's been over an hour now. I muchly appreciate your time. I know this is like the grinding last couple of weeks. Um, is there any parting thoughts you want to give to any of the listeners that might be tuning in uh, for the U.S. Raw Nationals and uh, maybe who you're looking to watch as well, who you're excited to watch? Yeah. I mean, I guess in general, right, coming up on Nationals Week, a lot of people, I'm sure, are going to their first nationals, or maybe it's their first nationals that they're looking to do something in. Whatever happens, like push comes to shove, it's one day. Just go in with the best mindset and have fun. I feel like if you're having fun, that's why you do the sport, and you'll probably have a, a better day than if you're not going in with the mindset of having fun. And it doesn't mean that you're not serious about it, but it just means that you're enjoying yourself. You know what I mean? And yeah. whatever that looks like for you, it's going to be different for everyone, but that's how you should approach the day. Yeah. You know? Well said. Well, hey, if you're not having fun, what you That was some wisdom. From the gym, mom? Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> that was, that was I just the, got so philosophical. <laughs> well done. Well played. Uh, well played. Um, it, it's a 63-kilo class, probably going to be the best class for the women's, do you think? Yeah, <laughs> it's definitely. I mean, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a fun night, and then the yeah. 57s compete that night too. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're like my buddies now. I'm kind of having a little FOMO because I'm not going to be competing with them, but it's fine. But I'm kind of competing with them at the same time. I think one of the things that is going to be cool to watch are some of these weight classes. There's no real like whoever won last year is not there. Yeah, you know. No, so it's like yeah. let's see what happens. So many things could happen, and. You don't know. 57, kilo, 57 kilo is one of them where, look, there, there's there's people come out of nowhere and become the stars. We saw that with you. Um, you like whoever's you might not have won yet, but you win this. You go on to Worlds. God knows next year you're the hottest thing out. Um, so it's kind of like watching a story unfold. And this is chapter one. And it's interesting because 57 kilo, like you said, there are some weight classes where it's like, we all know this person won world mm-hmm. records, like broke world records, won world championships, like your 63 kilo class. You see world records falling, world champions returning. 57s, 
We don't have, let alone world records, we don't have a national champion in the mix unless I'm not thinking about somebody. So it could be one of those deals where it's, it's kind of, so you're, if you're looking at it from the star power in terms of resume, not there. But if you're looking at it in terms of like the future, wide open. You get have a full oh, yeah. battle. Oh, yeah. And that, a lot of the girls that are that are competing and will be in prime time were there last year. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I know some of them have definitely made some improvements. So I'm kind of excited to see yeah. what happens. Like, that's cool. You know what I mean? So, yeah. 72, same thing. It's, it's open. You know, yeah. like who's going to be the who's going to take it? You know what I mean? I know that Chloe's been up there the past couple of years. I was going to say, Chloe, 20 years old, this girl looks like a fiend. Man, she's 20. She was a teenager. What? She was a teenager now. See, that's so cute. <laughs> she, was, she was a teenager. Um, no, but that's exciting. But it's, I'm just, I'm kidding. I, I well, it is kind of. You know what's I'm just totally kidding. But I also, like, that's exciting. Like, she's 20. Yeah, like it's hard for me to look at. She has so much room to grow. Like she's 20. Yeah, you know, know what I mean? And I know she's been lifting for a couple of years, but yeah. still, especially yeah. like for females, like it can take a while to truly hit your stride, you know, like once you start gaining muscle mass. Yeah. No, I, if uh, I say to people, if you met me when I was 20, 20? I wasn't like, doing that. I wasn't doing, I was, I was doing, she's, She's 20. She's been like three or four world championships flying around the world. Like the maturity she must have, like as a lifter, as a person, she's seen the world already. And in terms of like the pressure cooker situations, dealing with these events as a teen and like, like world. You would never know she was, she was 20. You know what I mean? Like the way she carries herself when she competes, you would think she's been doing it forever. Yeah. You know? So it's like, yeah, she's young, but she doesn't compete. Like this is her first rodeo. It's not a first rodeo. Yeah. You know? Like she knows what she's doing. It's, it's, um, I, yeah, like in Sweden, um, I remember commentating, I thought she straight up had it in the bag by the time the last deadlift came. Then Ida Ron, yeah. uh, snagged it out of nowhere with the last deadlift. And I'm like, my God, man, that'd be devastating. Look, I'm the dude who just said, if the opposition is in the plane, I'm like, oh, please let the, let them, let, let, let me say, let, let them miss their flight. She had the win in the bag. And um, she was the first person on the side of the podium to like, or sorry, at the side of the stage to congratulate her. Being like, nice pull. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. And she was a teen at the time. It's like, man, the, the mm-hmm. maturity. But that was like her third or fourth world championships. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's her. I don't, I can't wrap it around my head. She'll at one point look back and be like, holy shit, my childhood was not like other people's. No, but like, that's going to set her up for success. What? I can guarantee you whatever she's doing in 20 years, she'll be. She'll be yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the, character, the, the character building is phenomenal. Imagine talking, like, mm-hmm. imagine having a girl who's like 20 years old interviewing, like you said, even for a job that has nothing to do with powerlifting. And you want to get a, a, a sense of, well, how mature are you though? You're only 20. And she starts talking like this. Like, I've been all over the world flying, doing, and you know, you're like, oh, wow. Okay. You're not like a regular 20 year old. You know, like mm-hmm. sports don't make character. They reveal it. I think it does make character a little bit, though, if you come up like that. Definitely build it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Because, yeah. well, here's the thing. Especially at that level, you have to have a certain character to get to that level in general. Like, there's – it's not it's not easy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, training day in and day out, especially if you're in college. Yeah. And, when and, you know your friends aren't training day in and day out. Well, your teammates are, but yeah. everyone else in college, not so much, you know? <laughs> no. In terms of, <laughs> no. That's another thing. In terms of, like, temptation – um, just like partying and doing whatever when you're in college, like man, there's no way I could have done this. Do you like? Do you drink? Um, yeah, 
I do drink. I like as I get closer to meets, I don't drink as much because, like, now that I am thirty or in my thirties, I don't not recover as quickly like, as when I was like twenty-two. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you're, you're like, but like, I don't drink as much. Day of, not at all. That's my rule. <laughs> you know what? Though, okay, this is a secret. I haven't told anyone, but I heard it on a podcast once, so it's not a secret. That someone on a podcast was like, yeah, the night before my meet, I always have one, like, drink, like, drink, right? So I was like, let me give it a try. And ever since last Nationals, I have, like, a like a tequila soda. <laughs> really? <laughs> only one, though. That's yeah. the key. And only have one, you know? Wow. You so know like what? A, like a good luck thing. This is, you know, some, like, kids, yeah. some kids are listening to this and be like, she's a right world now. record breaker and... I gotta get hammered before my. That means I can drink. If but she... in reality, like I haven't really had a drink for the past month. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, I I when I was younger, I enjoyed a few beverages. <laughs> I like how you worded that. <laughs> you worded it as classy as possible. I would enjoy I a try. beverage <laughs> amongst gentlemen and gentle ladies. Yes. Well said. <laughs> Okay. Well, listen, Champ, thank you for giving me your time. Uh, muchly appreciated. Obviously, good luck. I, I mean, 63s, it's always a shark tank. And um, I'm sure you're going to come and bring it like you always do. I'm sure it's going to be one of the most heavily viewed. And um, on the other side of this, love to have you back on. And we'll see how it shakes up. But uh, Yeah, you, thanks for having me on. Do you think you'll do Arnold's? Hopefully, yeah. Okay. Arnold. Okay, all right, all right. Okay, I actually, I'm sorry. Now I'm really going to use sidetracked. Um, God, no, I love all... the Arnold. <laughs> What's that? I love the Arnold. See, some people were like, I'm not sure if I want to do Arnold's if they do World's too heavy a schedule, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> no. I loved it. I just think it's yeah. like fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I feel like you can't take... You can't get too caught up in it because I feel like you're probably losing a lot of energy and a lot of like momentum in the world. But it's like the environment of it is so much fun. Yeah. You know, both the, I did the Pro-Am and then the Grand Prix and both of them. It's like you don't get to compete in front of a crowd like that very many places in powerlifting. No, 100%. So it's like special. Yeah. You're right. You're right. I like the way you look at things. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for coming on. Uh, we'll keep in touch. And uh, until next time, good luck, champ. Thank you. Thank you. See ya. Bye. And there you have it. Um, she, Megan Scanlon absolutely lit it on fire in Sweden. Uh, I mean, three world records. Her and Maria T had probably one of the best showdowns I had seen in terms of calling. It was a large extent. Two-way action, you know, there wasn't, wasn't, uh, it was basically between the two of them, but the world records that fell that day, and um, she literally put in the biggest and best 57 kilo performance we had ever seen up to that point, just so happens Maria put 0.5 kilo more, and, and equaled, and just slightly nudged ahead, phenomenal showing, um, and that's what sports is all about. Probably one of the best showdowns we had seen in terms of a back and forth battle coming into this world championships. 
or sorry, this national championship, she's right. You know, Sam Calhoun, to a large extent, was probably in the same position as she was going into Worlds. They both knew, hey, oh, we're facing some stiff opposition, but we're both capable. Both Megan and Sam are both capable of becoming world champions, both extremely talented, both could probably excel at whatever sport they threw themselves into. Megan has ran marathons, um, qualified for the Olympic weightlifting nationals. Um, I mean, if you want to hear a little more of her background, you can hear the first episode we had her on and she'll give it to you. Just, she's been an athlete her whole life. Sam Calhoun, athletic all around as well. So these, these women are capable, but both of them have been right close, broken world records and done incredible things, not quite grabbed that throne at the world level. So the fact that they're both facing off in the 63 kilo class, oh, and by the way, throw in Jennifer Milliken, who is a, a former world champion and best lifter at the world championships, uber talented, cannot be looked past. <clears throat> I mean, we got ourselves a phenomenal 63 kilo show. There can only be one. And in terms of showdowns, this is definitely one of the best. You know, it, it should be hyped. It deserves to be hyped. And if any of these women's previous performances indicate the future, this is going to be a battle that will live up. Sometimes battles don't. These, this battle will. Sam Calhoun has been in toe-to-toe, neck-and-neck, down-to-the-last-deadlift battles almost every single time she hits the platform. Okay, at the national level, world level, these women are all experienced. Jennifer Milliken, you know, world-class lifters here. And it'll come right down to the last deadlift. And you better believe Sam Calhoun is going to load the bar with the winning weight. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because she feels like Jen feels. Or sorry, well, like Jen feels, but she feels like uh, Megan feels in terms of I want to right the wrong and have a world title to my name. Jen already has one, but she wants that world title to her name. And she feels like, if my opportunity, I need to win a national title to get there, I don't care if I miss my last deadlift and fall into fourth place, and I could have pulled lighter and guaranteed second. Risk it all. I'll go right off the podium. We're pulling for the win. And believe me, Jen Milliken is a world champion in a tiger. Sam Calhoun and Megan Scanlon are pulling for the win. They're all looking for that title. They're all want to punch their ticket and go to the world championships. They all want that on their resume. <clears throat> That's because of champions. So you don't want to miss the 63 kilo it's, it's going to be definitely, I mean, I'm, if I'm mental Rolodexing this, I think the 74 kilo men's and the 63 kilo women's, probably the, the best showdowns I could see. You know, th- those are probably the tightest. 83 kilo men's, obviously a phenomenal showdown as well, 105s. But I think for the women's side, I'm, I'm really eyeballing the 63 kilo women's. And in terms of tight competition, it might be the, the best showdown, man or women's. You know, if, if, if I'm completely honest, because you put a gun to my head, 
or you throw a million dollars on the table, <laughs> however you want to look at it, and tell me to pick a winner, I could be talked into, <laughs> I could be talked either way. Um, all these women are capable. But anyways, post this up in, in your Instagram stories. Post this up, you know, because uh, give us high ratings. Throw it in the comment section. We want people to be hearing these showdowns because the athletes deserve this type of exposure. And uh, and I know they're not going to let you down because they never do. So until next time, it's your boy Six Pack Lapidat. Peace.